Welcome to the Boutique Hotel News podcast. Here we share the latest news, comment and opinion from across the boutique, luxury and lifestyle sectors, along with thought-provoking interviews with industry leaders. My name's Eloise Hansen, news editor at BHN and host of this week's episode. Today I'm speaking with Peter Till, chairman of the Energy and Environment Alliance, about actionable steps for transitioning to a net zero carbon strategy and the hurdles we are yet to overcome, as well as the Alliance's efforts to create a hotel-specific set of standards for performance tracking and benchmarking. Thank you so much uh, for joining me today, Peter. I am going to um, dive straight in with quite a big question here, an opening question. In that, can you please give us an overview of where the hospitality industry is currently at on its net zero journey, but also how far we have to go? That's a good starting point. Um, we need to find out where we are in order to decide uh, how far we have to go and how we're going to get there. And one of our partner uh, partners in the EEA is a company called Ignite Economics. And they put together a review of the accommodation sector's energy performance and compared it to the performance of other sectors of the UK economy. And to give you an example of uh, where we sit right now, um, from the year 2000 to 2018, overall UK energy average usage declined by 20%. So that's all of the sectors combined which is a very positive thing. But unfortunately, the accommodation sector, we experienced an increase of 47% in our energy usage. And that's the biggest increase of any sector in the UK economy. So obviously we're not doing uh, that well. Um, similarly, from 1990 to 2018, overall UK energy intensity, and that is the amount of energy used to create a unit of GDP, that decreased by 53%, which means the economy has become much more energy efficient mm -hmm. in producing GDP. Well, and once again, unfortunately, the accommodation sector uh, had a much uh, poorer performance and was one of only three sectors to have actually used more energy to uh, produce GDP in the, in the sector. So there is a long way to go. Uh, and we have a lot of catching up to do uh, versus other industries. Goodness, when you hear those statistics, it, it can feel like you're being hit in the face with, with quite a big challenge and a long way to go ahead, um, which brings me on to my next question. In that, what do you see as the biggest hurdle or obstacle we are yet to overcome? I think our, our hurdles are really uh, founded in the characteristics of the industry, especially when you compare it to other parts of the economy. We are not like uh, manufacturing, automobile manufacturing, mining, things like that, where there are a handful of companies that are huge in size and use a huge amount of energy and where uh, it's relatively easy for them to come to grips with these issues and make decisions that can have uh, positive changes. For us, we're quite fractured. We have many, many small businesses, and even the larger hotel chains uh, are quite small uh, in terms of their percentage of the overall industry. Um, in addition to that, 
uh, the industry is fractured in terms of its, its, its ownership, the way we operate. Mm-hmm. Hotels will often have one owner and they'll have a separate management company and then they'll have a franchise agreement from a brand company. So you've got three businesses with, with different goals and strengths and weaknesses all operating within that small business. And they're all trying to protect, of course, their own profits, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And that, again, makes it difficult to make decisions and may, makes it difficult to, to decide who's responsible for what aspects of dealing with these kinds of, of decisions. Um, another aspect is that energy is a relatively small uh, portion of operating costs cost for a hotel. Typically, it's, it's much less than 10%. It might be 5 or 6% of total revenue. Therefore, hotel man- management does not focus on energy. It focuses on things that are a much bigger part of their costs, such as payroll, for example, or the, the cost of goods sold if they have an F&B operation. Um, that means that energy is low down on the list of priorities. There is also a belief within the industry that we are not one of the big polluters. We're not one of the big energy users. So therefore, again, it is something that does not get much attention. Um, And because the use of energy is low, uh, there is a feeling that we might try to get some improvement, but it's not gonna have much of an impact. Um, And in this way, hotels are much like people and a lot of people also believe I don't use much energy, and if I improve it a little bit, what will be the impact on the environment? And of course, the answer is the same for people as it is for the hotel business, which is that we have so many of us in so many hotels that if each makes even a small improvement, the overall impact will be quite large. And of course, course right now, uh, a major hurdle is is the fact that hotels are facing survival at the end of this Mm -hmm. pandemic, hopefully. And uh, it's understandable that they're not uh, able to focus on something which is relatively new on their horizon, as well as being, uh, as said before, a relatively small element within their overall profit and loss statement. There were there really were great efforts pre-pandemic um, to start putting things like sustainability and ESG at the forefront of the agenda. Mm-hmm. And the pandemic has certainly changed our focus for the meantime, but I do feel that it is slowly starting to creep back up. Maybe that is because the reopening is now in sight and we're thinking I, long-term. I, I agree with you, I agree with you uh, completely. And we, we launched the, the EEA in October of last year. Mm. And given the fact that the hotel industry was shut down and people had survivability in their mm. minds, we've been very happy with the, the number of hotels and hotel companies that have signed up with us already. So we are, we're hoping that uh, it is uh, on the minds of people and that once hotels open up and get back to normal practice, um, then we can push forward more, more rapidly. Mm-hmm. And how can hotels transition to a net zero carbon strategy? Well, there are lots of things, as you can imagine, that can be done, both in terms of the, the built environment, the, the, the building itself, as well as uh, management and management systems. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. Um, in some ways, you need to divide uh, the answer to that question into two, because it's different for, for example, a new a new build hotel project that is starting out of out of out of the design uh, phase versus existing hotels. Mm-hmm. And that naturally, most hotels are existing, but if you're building a new hotel. Of course, you can build into that property a lot of the more leading edge uh, technologies and sustainable systems that are available now that weren't available before. Right. You can make sure that you've got great insulation. You might improve in, include a, a ground or air, air sourced heat pump. Mm-hmm. You might do rainwater capture, gray water recycling, green roofs, solar panels, et cetera, et cetera. Now, some of those are also quite possible for existing hotels, such as the solar panels or uh, uh, the, the green roofs, uh, et cetera. But putting in a gray water, water recycling system for an existing hotel is probably not financially a sensible thing to do. Mm-hmm. So the emphasis has to be on, on things that are, that are easier to do, that require less capital, for example, and that have a faster return on your investment. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious to hear that if a hotelier had to make one fundamental change to their business, what, in your mind or in your own words, what would that be? I think the, the, the easiest and, and the most fundamental change they could make now is to switch to a renewable source of energy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's one of the things that, that we are able to provide our members through a partnership we have with a company called Business-Wise Solutions. And what they do is they, they take the energy requirements of any number of hotels and hotel companies, mm-hmm. and they aggregate that together in order to increase its buying power. And then they go and buy 100% renewable electricity from wind farms and supply that to our hotel members. And because of the buying power they have, um, the electricity is actually cheaper than hotels can get on their own. So in one fell swoop, you go to having lower electricity costs and you have 100% renewable uh, electricity in your property. And that's a big, a big step and something that a hotel can put on its website uh, uh, and, and say, we are you know, a green hotel. We're now only using renewable energy. So that's probably the, the number one thing and the easiest thing to do. It doesn't cost any money to do it. And in fact, it saves you money right away. It's um, fascinating to hear that there's all these companies, businesses um, that are making great strides to to achieve our our goal and I mean I know there's there's been many conferences and and summits where we we've tried to set out a 10 30 50 year plan there are people out there actively and eager to support which again brings me quite nicely onto my next question about the the tools and resources that are available to help measure and test performance. Can you run us through some of these? Sure. And this is one of the, I think one of the big stumbling blocks that a lot of hotel owners and operators have have, is with all the various things going on that they're hearing about, Hmm. what should they do? What is the right thing to do? What is gonna be 
something that gives a, a the biggest impact on their carbon uh, footprint for the least uh, cost or the least intrusion into the operation of their property. And and one of the things we're keenest on doing is establishing a, a standardization, if you will, for the industry about what is best practice mm -hmm. and the ability to benchmark the performance of hotels against the industry averages or against other hotels of the same type so that a hotel owner or operator can see how they're doing. Mm -hmm. And to do that, we've established a very good partnership with Brian, which is part of the building research establishment. And they are the biggest global uh, group that is on a nonprofit basis uh, uh, analyzing and providing ratings to buildings. Mm -hmm. They're already doing it for hotels. In the UK, there are a number of properties that have BREAM ratings. But we are, what we are doing with them is, is creating a hotel-specific set of standards that will only be used for hotel industry. Mm -hmm. And that all of our members are then rated uh, following a, a visit, a site visit by BREAM. And they can therefore use that rating to compare them to other hotels of similar types, say those who have a rooms-only operation versus those who have F&B, smaller boutique hotels versus larger hotels, for example. Mm -hmm. And because that rating is, is done on a regular basis, a hotel will be able to track the improvements in their carbon footprint as they make changes to either their built environment through bringing in solar panels or whatever it might be, or through better management practices using property management systems, et cetera, et cetera. And this is gonna be a way for hotel owners and operators to be able to actually see the trend in their hotel, how they're doing compared to what they were last year or the year before, mm -hmm. and how they're doing compared to their competition and, and other hotels within the UK. So we think this is a, the, a key part of mm -hmm. what the EA is trying to do. It is natural for owners and management companies to, to want to be able to see uh, through uh, numbers or some sort mm. of standardized rating uh, what they're trying to manage. And if you can't see that, it's understandable that they're reluctant to get heavily involved in it. Mm -hmm. Hotel owners and operators are already very used to this sort of benchmarking on a financial basis with the likes of hot stats, for example. So we're hoping that by making this something that is more recognizable, then the whole sustainability issue and striving for a zero carbon footprint will become a part of their standard management practice. Mm -hmm. If anything, these um, to, to be able to see and review data of that um, performance data, let's say, is going to be more and more in demand, particularly if you're looking at investors, if you're looking at owners, um, but to benchmark that across the industry, what a, what a helpful tool. Can I ask at what stage of the journey you are in, um, in, in, in bringing that together? Um, I mean, I'm intrigued to hear when we can. Well, already our, our uh, members are um, working with Brian to get their rating. Mm. Uh, we hope to have these, the hotel specific rating uh, coming out uh, very shortly but that hasn't stopped um, that process from starting. In addition, uh, Business Wise Solutions is already uh, bringing hotels 
and hotel companies that are our members into its energy basket and, and starting that practice. So we are, we're up and running on this. Amazing. And my final question to you, Peter, is something that I've heard um, people uh, talk about is that the, it's the upfront costs of um, putting a, a, an initiative or a scheme in place to begin their journey. Mm-hmm. And I'm interested to hear what are the long-term financial effects um, from an operational and investment perspective um, from beginning one's journey to achieving carbon zero? Yes, I think this is a, uh, an excellent question that is on the mind of, uh, of many people when they look at this overall subject. Um, I think there are a, a number of, of uh, benefits that are, that are financial. Some of them are easier to measure than others or easier to predict than others. But I think uh, most people would agree that, that they do exist or will exist. Um, certainly in the shorter term, as we talked about, things like uh, aggregating uh, uh, energy demand to reduce the cost will have an have a, a immediate benefit. Um, but in addition, if you then institute uh, changes to the way you manage the property or you bring in a property management system, uh, you can then reduce the amount of energy you're, you're using. Mm-hmm. And that coupled with the lower cost per kilowatt will be able to compound the savings to you. Um, and it doesn't take very long for most of those sort of uh, things to, to give you a positive payback. Um, the change to the Renewable energy costs you nothing, and the property management systems or the change to the actual operation of the hotel uh, has a relatively low cost in most cases. Other items, for example, are, we know that governments are taking stronger and stronger stands uh, in the need for various industries to reduce their carbon footprints. And um, they are looking to the industries to take this on board and to make progress. And what we also know is that if these industries don't do that, there will be regulations that we will have to do coming down the road. Mm -hmm. And I think we can all agree that we're better off getting in front of this and doing it ourselves as an industry rather than having the government uh, impose regulations uh, they don't understand the characteristics of how, how, how hotels work, for example, mm-hmm. and those regulations might not be as user-friendly as mm-hmm. the sort of things that we are developing ourselves. Um, another very important thing, which is happening now and more and more, is that sources of finance are under pressure, that they put their, uh, whether it's uh, loans or investment, into projects that have a strong sustainable element. Mm-hmm. And there are some, some funds that have been set up that are specifically aimed at doing that. At the moment, the hotel industry is not heavily involved, in part because we don't have that many projects that we can point to that are a mm-hmm. strong sustainability element. But that will become the case more and more. And we are talking with some of these sources of funds about setting up something specific to the industry, our industry, for individual hotels um, that have capital projects such as putting in solar panels that are sustainable and hoping to get finance for those projects on, on a, uh, a very positive basis. But I think overall, and looking down the road, 
our guests are going to become the most important uh, and most powerful element uh, that will force us to change. And you can see that already in, in the younger generations in particular, who have sustainability as a higher priority than perhaps those of us in the older generations do. And it, will, it already is being seen, and I think it will be seen soon in the hotel industry, that they're going to be looking to spend their money at hotels that are making an effort, and that they can tell they are making an effort through some form of credible uh, third-party ratings. And that's one of the things that the EEA is providing with Briam. It's something that's standardized, something that a, a potential uh, a hotel client can look at and say, this is being done not under some sort of uh, branded uh, greenwash effort. Uh, this is a real uh, change they've made. This is a real improvement or real rating that these, this hotel or this hotel group has. Mm. And I know that if I go and stay there, I'm supporting a company that is doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. So I think that it will become... Uh, more and more important for all these reasons for hotels to be able to show that they are um, striving towards a, a zero carbon footprint. And the pressure from all of these directions will become greater and greater as time goes by. Mm -hmm. Totally agree. And may I finish up with um, a, a follow-up question as to if there was anyone listening to this podcast now wanting to uh, become involved with the EEA, how can they go about um, getting in touch? Well, great. Uh, they can go on our uh, website, which is www.eea.international. And mm -hmm. there is a section there where they have the contact details to get in touch with us. And that would be great. Fantastic. Well, thanks so much, Peter. It's been uh, wonderful talking to you today. My pleasure. Thanks for listening to the Boutique Hotel News podcast. If you'd like to keep up to date with industry news, head on over to boutiquehotelnews.com and sign up to our twice-weekly newsletter.